will shut up about this for the rest of the month. In just a second, I want to follow up on what Lonnie Chen said. I, it's easy for me to shut up about it for the rest of the month because we're only on for another 50 minutes and then we're taking all next week off. So We have some fabulous uh, guest hosts lined up for you and uh, some good best of and some stuff that's never aired before that we're going to trot out for you. But my last commentary on president the presidential race until next month, um, I asked the question and I, I think... I, I realized the polls were, everybody said Trump couldn't win last time, and he did win. I get that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, I get that. I'll spend some time. I don't think there's an example of somebody being this far behind in uh, all the key states and winning. It's it's not like, oh, it happens all the time. It could happen, but it's, I think, the least likely thing to happen is for Trump to overcome all these double-digit margins in key states. Yeah, I just, I'm with Lon He in that it's the second inning and so much can happen. Um, Obviously. And, and, and state by state polls are, are pretty inaccurate, as he said. Obviously, just, but if you're, if you're watching a baseball game and one team is behind six runs in the second inning, mm-hmm. where would you place your wager if you had to bet? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I completely uh, agree with that. But I just, you know, it's funny. And not only are these times unique, but Trump is such a unique character. No doubt. As we were discussing, I, I, I know people. Oh, that's right. We have to do clips of the week. Mm-hmm. Be sure to leave time. Um, I know people who are hardcore pro-Trump. They will vote for him absolutely, 100%, no doubt. But they're tired of him. He is a fatiguing guy, even if you love him. And I think there are a fair number of people who will say, I- I'm not voting for him, and then will. I, I could believe that, too. Also, you you got to throw in, uh, so it would be extraordinary to overcome these poll numbers. This is the most extraordinary time of my life. It's uh, among the most extraordinary times in U.S. history. Yes. So an extraordinary result shouldn't be that shocking in an extraordinary time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So much can happen between now and then. <sighs> All right. Well, we have a lot of good stuff for you this hour. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The Oscars are going to be in April now for the first time. The committee was very reasonable. They said, we just need more time to not get it right no matter what we do. Five months from now, we're going to defeat Sleepy Joe Biden. House advocates of impeachment proceeded. Uh, It was badly wrong. I think it was impeachment malpractice. To change the circumstances on Capitol Hill. I'm so afraid that now when I'm waiting to cross the street, I keep moving just so that no one comes in and tries to rip off my head. (laughs) The watch will use motion to detect hand washing and then use audio to confirm it by listening for running water or the squishing of soap. But maybe kids can learn about people like Roosevelt in a more nuanced way. Instead, they spend too much time in middle school learning the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. We can't sleep. Mr. Mayor, you won't sleep. Starbucks has announced it will expand the availability of oat milk. It's just one of the many options they'll always be out of. Instead of of going forward and getting what you want now, they've decided to punt this ball until the election. Hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, 
the first woman president of the United States. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? At the end, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> Is that woman implying that she uh, she breathes through her, uh, her, 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 her you? Does that make you an amphibian? Or <laughs> I believe it is. Yes, that's the definition <laughs> of an amphibian. Oh. And this is kind of a presidential... Oh, my God. The governor of Texas what? ordered all the bars to close oh, no. on a Friday. Where am I going to get me a longhorn? That's got a... That's, that, that ain't cool. Lone Barbaric. Star. Yeah, I know it. Can't you wait till Sunday? Announce it on a Monday. You can't announce on a Friday. He's trying to save lives, Jack. That the bars are closing. You got plans. Mm. Mm. Painful. Yeah. I am going to be in the wilds of Montana. Awesome. Next week. Uh, so I, I, I doubt there's much vid out there. Montana's where I once uh, got an $8 hotel room. Wow. Was this 1905? No, this was... How many Nin people did you share it with? 1998. Did you sleep in the bed with one of your fellow miners? It was just, it was just me. 1998. I was on a. I rode out to Sturgis uh, for the big motorcycle rally that. in uh, yeah. in South Dakota, and I came back through Montana where they had no speed limit, and I rode at a hundred and five miles an hour clear across the state. Oh. But I stayed at a, a a hotel room above a bar. They only had like two rooms. I don't, I, I'm thinking maybe that was a. I don't think you're supposed to spend the night there, maybe. Was that an oh. hourly rate? <laughs> I wonder Check if that's your what credit happened. Card receipt. You know, I was drunk. So <laughs> I wonder if that's what happened. It was $8. They thought, yeah, sure, you can have the room. It's $8. And then yeah. I went up there and got undressed and got went to bed. <laughs> and they were like, he's still in there. People, people banging on the door. There's a line. <laughs> I, I, I think he thinks it's an actual hotel room. Because I just spent the night there, slept, and. Yeah. <laughs> Night after night. And all the Montana hookers were saying, when, where are we supposed to go now? That's funny. You got some dumbass fell asleep in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That but you're spending funny. your week in the, it's part of your week in the wilds of Montana. I am, you're indeed. Gonna hunt bison, or what are you going to do? Well, for once in my life, I was spontaneous. I have a fear of commitment for everything but women, oddly enough. I just, I, I'm afraid if I set a date to do something I will regret it, or I'll double schedule myself, huh. or something, and I'll, you know, I'll I'll be obligated to do something. Something better will come. I just it's it's a psycho thing with me. But so I I hurt my elbow, and Judy and I were going to play golf all week long. We we're going to go up into the mountains play golf. Well, I can't play golf at all, and so I just said, "Tag with it." We're going to go see our friends who just uh, retired to Montana. So we just bought some airplane tickets, and we're going to go up there and. Uh, uh, and and hang out and explore the state and and who knows I don't know wrestle a bear pull a trout out of the water by its face I don't know I haven't decided hang out and and have some fun big sky country I have never been to Montana oh you have not nope fantastic not Yellowstone nor any other it uh, is region freaking beautiful yeah I know it, it. Yellowstone's I'm, a bucket list thing for me I got to check that place out if I do not come back I wish you all well mm. actually I will I get I, that I will reconvene via you know. Uh, electronic Telegraph. means. No, no, I think I'll go ahead and face phone you, but uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, well, send a raven. Uh, A&G fans in Montana, I look forward to being amongst you. I, I'm sure I'll run into you there in Montana. You're from Montana. Do you know Joe Jones? I always mm. love when people do that. 
Washington, D.C. is in financial trouble and appealing to the federal government to be bailed out. Forbes, with a really interesting piece on why they're in such financial trouble, could have to do something to do with their 8,000 employees who are making six figures plus. Just the city of Washington. Wow. 8,000 people, including some shockingly high salaries. Uh, you're going to want to become a city librarian when you hear this stuff. Uh, and, and much more to come. for you do you think the best years of your life are yet to come i didn't know that was a polling question it's a regular polling question huh do you think the best years of your life are still to come god i hope so me too (laughs) you're about to hear some good quibbling from me because i'm the poll quibbler okay I I i don't know that's such a difficult question to ask or to answer rather it's an easy one to ask you just did i'm trying to think I'm trying to think what my answer is and 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 trying not to just be, you know, of course the best years of my life are still to come, guy, yeah. because that's probably a smart way to live your life, uh, an attitude to have. Um, do I actually think that? Well, here's here's the quibbling. Mm. Uh, do you need to choose the best years? I mean, what's the point of that? How about just good years? It's very hard to compare when I was a young parent and had three beautiful children in my home and had great purpose every single day, but it was hard as hell, and we were broke. Or now. Got a little money, got some leisure time, but my elbow broke on me for no good reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's not broken, but there's something wrong with it. Um, so, I, I, no. <laughs> so I got all these things, but now my elbow goes click. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I can I take, take a like, golf swing the other day. Something goes pop, and now I'm getting MRIs. But I can think of like when I was 22, I had no money. I was working like crazy, but GD and I was having a good time. What? He gets the harp, and I don't, Gladys. <laughs> what is that? Racism or sexism or something? Thank you. I was all having right. a really good time. Right. But it was all. It was all like. You know, meaningless good too. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, how you judge these things. And, and one thing that seeing my kids move into their twenties has reminded me. Uh, it's reminded me of how stressful it is to be broke and not sure if you're going to have a job or or if you can afford your apartment or whatever. You remember the good times, but uh, what's too painful to remember? We simply choose to forget. That's Barbara Streisand, folks. Wow. Good for you. La Streisand. Way to quote Barbara Streisand. American goddess. I've always said not enough Babs quotes on this show. Right. Well, the reason I ask this is it's the lowest number they've ever recorded in the Rasmussen poll. <laughs> oh, Lord. There's your punchline. I, I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. Of people agree that the best years of their life are still to come. Although the number is quite high. 47%. So almost okay. half of people still say the best years of their life are still to come. Of course, if you're asking a 35-year-old, you certainly hope so when you're 35. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, it'd be hard. I'm old enough now that if my best years are behind me, I can handle that. Um, but yeah, all I, I ask is that they be good. But if I'm 28 and you tell me my best years are behind me, Whoa. oh, geez, what am I going to do for the next 60 years? I don't know if I can take it. Right. Call that <laughs> Uncle Rico syndrome. Where you're, oh, man, if Coach would have just put me in fourth quarter, we would have won state. I'd have thrown that ball right over the mountain. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Lowest number they've ever recorded. Mm. I don't even know how to answer the question. So It yeah. seems so weird because your, your definition of what your best years would be almost inherently changes on of what course, age you are. Of course. Of course. Right. Right. Well, and those polls of when you're the least happy are usually um, about middle age when people's kids' uh, life thing is the most difficult. That's when people, according to those polls, usually are the least happy. And then happiness goes up again. Um, so, but then we uh, can also get to the definition of happy, which some people think means cheerful. Yeah. Right. Um, as opposed to fulfilled and, and living life of purpose and the rest of it. Sure. Uh, all right, let me assert this. Y- young people are looking for pleasure. They're here to replace us. Then you're, <laughs> and I won't have it. That's why I want to inject their blood. Well, drain it first and then inject it. Um, I should get some youthful blood in my elbow. Yeah, it couldn't hurt, right? Could not hurt. Want me to yeah. ask around in the newsroom? Just, yeah, there are a lot of youths out there. Some of them got very brawny elbows. <laughs> Nothing counts so much as blood. That's right, Gene. Gene Hackman <laughs> there. Uh, so first you're after pleasure. Then you're after wealth. Then you're after health. In first you're after booty. Pleasure, pleasure, I said. Yeah. I was okay. trying to not put to Well, various pleasures. Even the pleasures of friends and, and a good beer buzz and and. Maybe a bit of booty, as my pirate this, friend puts it. This is this is. Uh, it's funny you would bring this up because this this thought has popped into my head many times. I wish he, I know he died recently. This professor I had in college, I, I would have liked to have mentioned this to him. One of my favorite professors, professors, good dude. Got to know him like where we would like you know be at a party and drink tequila together. That kind of guy. Yeah, he was a lot older than me. Was a football player at KU, blocked for Gale Sayers back in the day. He was. He That's was a, awesome. He was a cool guy. I would tell everybody that. Super smart stud, just really, really cool guy. Did he ever offer to massage you or anything? No, he was okay. But he, I really liked him. Cool. Um, but I remember we were doing this. Um, what was it called? There was some sort of thing you could do. Class that I took as a senior or whatever, and it was just you read a book and you discussed it with your professor, and then he kind of gave you a pass fail on it. Hmm. Uh, and we met at a bar, and we'd meet at a bar, you know, once a week and discuss this book. And it was just fantastic. We'd drink beer and discuss this book. Uh, but anyway, I remember, and it, the only thing I remember from it is him saying at one point, soon you will pass the age you're in in the pursuit of pleasures of the flesh. And then, and the, and I didn't hear the words after that. I just, I, it just, this ends. And then there's something else. Why does does this have to end? This is, is fine. It mandatory. I'm really liking this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, being the age I was when he said pleasure of the flesh, I was only thinking sex stuff, which is a lot of. But it's it's all the stuff. It's eating, drinking, pleasures of flesh. It's just all the stuff that you you know. And uh, but I remember just being devastated by the idea that that goes away. <laughs> what what am I going to do then? <laughs> That's funny. But you're right. So you have different stages for what the best years are. What what you 
And maybe you know, maybe there are years to come I can't even contemplate of where um, I'm retired and have no job and like how we're working for a charity or something and I'm feel like those are the best years of my life. Like I like I'll take Joe as an example, right? Like how could he know at either stage when he was uh, three young beautiful kids in his house but broke, working hard, very fulfilled? Well, too beautiful. The one's kind of homely. Oh, right. right. <laughs> uh, the, the current now where he's you know he's got a little bit of free time, leisure time. His elbows betrayed him a little bit. But yes. That's fine. <laughs> Like how is he trail is exactly the right word. <laughs> how is he supposed to even know what it's going to be like once grandkids start getting into the mix, right? right. And you and you have if. right, right. Well, the know. same with children. When I would have been judging my best years before I started having kids, I thought I had an idea of what having kids were like. You don't. Um, so you know, I would have misjudged it. And now you having that information completely changes all equations you would do in in terms of trying to figure out life fulfillment sure. and happiness, right? right. You know, I find myself wondering. I got to get in touch with the, the fabulous Doctor Sauce who did my hips. Uh, I wonder if you can just get all your joints replaced. Put Every one of them. Medically induced coma, both elbows, both knees. My knees are fine, but well, the one's kind of funky. But ankles, f- fingers, just all of it. My neck, shoulders, the shoulders. Yeah, the shoulders. Needless to wrists, get, all just, new. Just you know, you buy a set, you probably get like a twenty percent discount. You, you weigh three hundred. You weigh three hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> oh right. But are you lighter? And I set off metal detectors driving past the airport. The <laughs> new joints are lighter, right? Well, she'd uh, be a svelte like one thirty because all your joints are titanium. <laughs> Right. You're, that's odd. You look fat, but your BMI is... Uh, no, they told me, actually, the hip, anyway, it's roughly the same weight. Oh, okay. So, no. No dice. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More than a dozen Capitol Hill residents and business owners have filed a class action lawsuit in federal court, claiming city leaders not only abandoned the neighborhood, but were complicit in depriving them of their rights to their property. The suit accuses the city of helping the protesters by providing them with bathrooms, concrete barriers, and medical supplies, while those who live and work there were harassed and lost business. Resident Robert Flagg, seen here in the red hoodie, clears his street each morning at his own risk. The mayor, the governor, anybody that's looking in on this needs to see that this is not a protest. And this neighborhood, we need your help. We need all the help we can get. Yeah. Cash. I bet they win that suit or settle for a bunch of money. That's the freaking business owners who work there. Not Don't ask the postgraduate suburban... Uh, a woman who, on behalf of the protesters, supports them. Ask somebody who actually lives there. Right. Yeah, no kidding. And unfortunately, it's part of the flaw of the system that this... They, I think I agree with you, Joe. I think they will win that lawsuit against the city, mm-hmm. which doesn't come out of the decision-makers' pockets or their pensions. <laughs> the taxpayers just pay that, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah excellent a, point. Double-screwing. Speaking of towns in America where things are burning and statues are being pulled down, you got Washington, D.C.? It's the capital, don't you know? And it's worth uh, pointing out that a great deal of Washington, D.C. is uh, the federal government and is policed by the federal government but uh, and, and just administered by the federal government. But uh, local politicians in D.C. claimed a $1.5 billion budget deficit that they're blaming on the COVID. So they're lobbying Congress for a two-year, $3.15 billion bailout. 
But uh, according to Forbes, the city's financial woes aren't stopping nearly 8,000 city government employees, including the mayor and city council, from bringing home six-figure salaries and higher. Listen to this, would you? Our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found out that the mayor, Muriel Bowser, Bow, wow, wow. earned $220,000 last year, an amount exceeding every governor of every state. Wow. Uh, the top being 202000 I guess. Of course, you're the governor. It's not about money, exactly, but you ought to get a decent salary. What's more, D.C. City Council members earned 141000 plus. That out, They out-earned members of every state legislature including New York. The D.C. City Council chairman made two hundred and ten grand, out earned all members of Congress except Speaker Nancy Pelosi. What, do they have seniority discounts and she's 100? But uh, <laughs> No, I guess the Speaker gets paid more. But We found school crossing guards routinely making $67,000. The abandoned vehicle program manager earned 98000 Director of alcoholic beverages makes 192000 A city librarian, two hundred two and a quarter. A quarter of a million dollars. City psychiatrists billing up to 260000 And the city administrator makes $307,000. Imagine that. A, a democratic government town. Let's see. The police chief out-earned every four-star general in the United States military. Um, let's see. Other uh, Metropolitan Police Department administrative positions out-earned the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Uh, even the Director of Police Complaints made $215,000. The Chancellor of the Public Schools, two eighty, dollars out-earned the U.S. Education Secretary. <laughs> Nearly 2,250 educators in K-12 system made more than $100,000. It's expensive to live there. Which is part of it. I mean, you have to pay teachers more than you're going to pay them in rural uh, Kentucky, for instance. But, uh, boy, is that something. California's got Silicon Valley, right? they got a lot of tech that they put out. Iowa's got corn and stuff. What is D- what's D.C.'s export? What are, what are they contributing? Money. Their main, uh, yeah. They get taxpayer money. And then oh, they yes. decide who gets it. Huh. That's their industry. Uh, Chief of Staff of Parks gets $180,000. Ah, it's probably a stressful job these days, as you have lunatics uh, tearing down statues. And well, the question, well, federal the territory. question should always be for a government job: Could you get somebody to do that job for one hundred and seventy, mm-hmm. or one hundred and sixty, or one hundred and fifty, or ninety? I think you could. I find it hard to believe in many of these cases. No, I find it hard to believe in almost all these cases that you couldn't get somebody to do it for less. Wow, I'll bet D.C. residents don't realize, uh, according to Forbes, that there are two hundred and thirty-two legal advisors. Under the uh, uh, getting the pay of the city, making uh, around one hundred ninety thousand dollars, two hundred thirty-two lawyers. You need that many? Maybe you do these days. I don't know. <clears throat> so I don't want to come off as a Karen. I've got a uh, headline here. Another Karen headline. Well, you lack the haircut for one thing. Starbucks barista gets twenty-one thousand dollars in tips after refusing Karen, who wouldn't wear mask. How does that make you a Karen that you wouldn't wear your mask? It's thought... just it's just a shot at white women. Entitled people not wanting to is is there yeah, entitled is is good yeah anyway uh, i don't want to be a karen here but somebody sent this picture of the of a bar an outside bar where they uh, they were walking by and um like joe said we seem to have two speeds shut down or full on because they said the bars were back open and look you got you know quite a few people there i see one mask in the picture oh yeah everybody's right next to each other and breathing on everybody and that's why cases uh, are are really skyrocketing coming out of bars it would seem 
Bars have now been shut down again in Florida and Texas. As of today, the governors in both states announced, eh, we got to close the bars back down. That didn't work. It's a plot against Trump. I would expect Those Calif- are both Republicans. <laughs> I, w- I would expect California to do the same thing today. Um, so, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I don't have? Maybe bars are one exception. Is there another example? No, there's really no other example like bars. Where you're all going to get together and stand really close together and like and shout at and each shout other. at each other, yeah, yeah. Bars think, are pretty much it. Do you think this is the start of prohibition again? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. And then rescinding the woman vote. <laughs> what? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at just out of curiosity. It's taking a while to load. There we go. Let's go to Flo- what do you want, Florida or Texas? What do we, we're on more stations in Florida? I think. Whoops. Charlize Theron slams Steven Seagal for being overweight. Team coverage next hour. Wow. Uh, let's see. Florida. There it is. There, Right there in the southeast, hanging off the U.S. like an appendage. And for some reason, it didn't click. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're, they're bending the curve upward, but it's just a projection. Uh, the daily deaths is rising. And, oh, they have two now. They have multiple projections. Um, one with an easing of restrictions and one with wearing masks, universal masks, ah, which they think will cut it down a great deal. Have any of these models at any point in the last three months turned out to be correct? Any of them? Yeah, correct. It's such a picky word. It's a range. Uh, I mean, there does appear to be an uptick, but the most recent numbers they have, June the 20th, for sure. Uh, 43 deaths in the entire state, then 44, then 47. They're thinking it's probably around 51 yesterday. It's it's probably the hospitalizations that have everybody nervous. Um, We'll have to see. Everybody's feeling their way. I didn't get into the details on this, but Sweden didn't impose a lockdown, but its economy is just as bad as its neighbors with the idea that people stopped going out on their own. I wonder to what extent that would have happened. A lot of the stuff that I didn't do, I wouldn't have done whether they were open or closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I had the experience. I was in a crowded restaurant uh, the other day where it was as if nothing had ever happened COVID-wise. And I was like, wow, this is a little crazy. Um, And I'm feeling a little iffy about going there. Um, And it has nothing to do with what uh, pretty, pretty... Gavin Newsom, the governor of my state, is shouting at me. It's my own perception. It's my own perception of the risk. And I just heard this study earlier today that um, that in tracking cell phone location data and credit card use, they're finding people's activities are based on the actual level of, of death and hospitalization around them and not government policy. What? Yeah, I know. People are more or less ignoring government policy to a large extent and just trusting what they observe around them, which is not at all surprising. And that makes the, the Sweden thing rings true. I remember Sweden. It was such a football. People were kicking around there for a while where they weren't shutting down and they did not have a rise in cases. Well, then they did have a rise in cases, but they still didn't shut down. They tried to manage it through other ways. And now their economy has gotten hurt, much like the places that did get shut down because people are freaked out. So, boy, n- nobody knows how to handle this, really. And in spite of what the cable news shouters who are in Manhattan, so they're obsessed with New York, New Jersey. Um, in spite of what they're telling you, there are no clear answers. Try not to get it. That's good advice. 
On the topic of, do you think the best years of your life are yet to come? The lowest percentage of Americans ever recorded say the best years of their life are yet to come. Still almost 50%, though. Got this text. I've got over 30 guitars. My kid has grown. I've got Armstrong and Getty on the radio. There's no commute traffic from the COVID. Definitely the best years of my life. Hmm. There you go. The best years of my life were the summer of 69. Got my first real six string. I don't, wanted I don't it think, the five and dime. Did the band stay together? or No, no, no. <laughs> Joey quit and Jimmy got married. <laughs> I knew we'd never get far. Here's a guy who doesn't talk. Nobody hears him. Whenever he does talk, he can't put two sentences together. I don't want to be nice or unnice, okay? But, I mean, the man can't speak. I don't want to be nice or unnice, but the guy can't speak. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, 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 anyway. <laughs> so I read this story, read the whole thing. It's long. It's really interesting, though. David Sanger wrote it. He's a kind of a computer expert guy for the New York Times. Russian criminal group finds new target, Americans working at home. And they believe that we have not even come close to seeing what damage has been wrought by all the people going to work at home. And the Russians thinking, okay, now is when we get in. Because oh. we can get into home computers easy. The companies, companies have gotten pretty good. It's protecting. You know how it is. It's like it is here. There's all kinds of login and password, this and all that. But you're working from home now with just your regular old this well, and that. The the biggest change in cybersecurity, as a broad phrase, in terms of office work and homework is that uh, firewalls are no longer the ubiquitous thing that can stop outside influencers. Because those are based on you all being kind of logged into the company mm-hmm. mainframe. And I'm using very just kind of sure. generic terms here. Um, when, you, when you start remote work from home, it just creates... M- a, a a plethora of new possible entry points for bad actors. Well, that is what they're saying here. And a hacking group that calls itself Evil Corporation. Well, oh, that saves time. Is that out of a... Huh? Is that out of a Mike Myers movie? Yes, you don't have to worry. <laughs> I think well, we you found don't, it. You don't have to wonder. Well, yeah. They're called Evil Corporation. Anyway, uh, it is believed that they have installed all kinds of malware, ransomware, on um, work computers all across the country. And some of it might be election-related and uh, looking for the opportunity for at the right time to strike and cause the most mayhem. Mm. You know, if you can strike and cause mayhem, just making people's computers go blue screen, even if that's what it is. Do it all uh, the week of the election or the day after the close election when people are rioting in the streets or whenever. Oh, my God. Holy cow. I hope this hasn't actually happened. How about Fancy Bear? How's he doing? (laughs) And uh, what was the other one? Cuddle Bear this is smelly bear i can't remember the russian hacking outfit i got this email just yesterday i printed it out brought it in <clears throat> how are you and your family i have been in intensive care unit that will explain why the hold up my mail to you since now we have no much time to waste as this required urgency why i want to urgently need to move this fund to your country because there is high conspiracy and treachery 
by Mr. Peter Williams, oh, my former employee who thought I will not make it from the unit. Damn, Peter Williams. Apparently, he's the Carol Baskin of Nigeria or wherever this came from. This all from. seems legit. I'm riveted. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most interesting things I ever heard and learned from an FBI agent that a lot of these things are uh, intentionally uh, uh, terrible because anybody who responds to it, you'll know, has the gullible gene. Is already a mark. Right. If you make it super slick and capable, you'll get too many people who down the road will realize, wait a minute, I'm being built. It's like pre-qualifying a buyer. Exactly. Figuring out if they got the kind of money where they can even afford to buy this RV or this car or whatever. Right. Before you traipse through my house, I want to see your bank account. That is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Now this person, it's like, uh, you know, one time I volunteered to be hypnotized. By those state fair type hypnotists. Mm-hmm. And they, they weeded me out real quick. Now mm-hmm. you're the kind of guy that they, they ain't going to go for this. You right. keep asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I see a glimmer of intelligence in your eyes. <laughs> so no if, offense. If the email is believable ish, right. I'm going to think, no, you're the kind of guy that's going to say, nah, but I'm not giving you my social security number. Right. The sort of idiot that would fall for this. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's proof you have no BS detector. And that's who they want to do business with. Mm. Yeah. Be darned. That's mm. clever. Mm. The whole Nigerian prince thing. was Is that what that was? Well, not really. I mean, there was cons- high conspiracy and treachery by Mr. Peter Williams. And uh, so she's got a he, she, it's got to get the, the money out well, of it. One of my more uh, country. recent kind of YouTube videos of choice are people called scam baiters, who essentially they... Uh, respond to emails like this and phishing attempts on on various computers and they're they're savvy enough to know how to protect themselves from these people but they essentially their whole bit is they just record them getting on the phone and going through the process and here's how the scam works and here's what they'll try to get you to do next no here's the, the part where they tell tell me to go to cvs and get a, a an itunes card and transfer the funds over there and then that way i can get my friend out of jail or whatever mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting <laughs> it's elaborate... an odd legal system they got there <laughs> yeah, yeah um but just seeing how how basic these kind of scams are and how yeah, the, that, I'll bet that's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're called scam baiting is kind of the the generic term for it. But they're really interesting to just kind of expose yourself to what the what steps four, five, and six are of that scam that you just hit us with. Right. Yep. needs to get serviced there, ma'am. <laughs> Here is your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, I've had some dark days, but I'm getting married, I'm renewing my Costco membership, and I'm buying sensible price shoes, so my best days are ahead of me. There you go. Indeedy. Positive Sean's our producer. Your final thought, Sean? NBA has concluded its first round of all 302 players. A total of 16 players came back tested positive for coronavirus. That's about 5% of the player pool. Uh-oh, that's not good. Jackie, final thought for the folks? Yeah, we're going to take a week off. I don't recall a time where you go on vacation and you think the world could be completely different by the time we come back. I mean, that did happen on 9-11, but that was yeah. not it's certainly not expected. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not two major developments in world history. Oh, no. In the next week. No, no. Too many developments. Uh, My final thought is I am heading with the beautiful Judy to uh, Montana 
to see friends and see that uh, beautiful part of the country. All I hope is uh, to ride a bear, drink a novelty drink, probably with gold dust in it, and, I don't know, <laughs> purchase a, a garment made of bison hide. There you <laughs> go. These are my only expectations. Brace yourself, Montana. I'm coming to town. If you see a buffalo hide hat, I need you to get it. Consider it done. Bison hat for Sean. You're going to watch Guy in a Buffalo videos all the way there? just to... <laughs> And all the way back. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think. So little time. Why don't you go to armstrongandgetty.com? We have some fabulous videos. Some hilarious, some very troubling. What's the reality of a cop trying to defend themselves when somebody decides they don't want to get arrested? Have a... A great video of that. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You see something we ought to be talking about. Probably will be tweeting and whatnot, so we can all stay in touch. See you later. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come. To go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.